Master Bowman podcast. If you're obsessed with the strategies, gear, and stories that will make you a better backcountry bow hunter, you're in the right place. We're independent, unsponsored, and unbiased, so we can cut the fluff and give you detailed advice on what really works and what doesn't. All right, everybody, today is an awesome episode. This is the one you've been waiting for. This is the story of Josh's elk. Can't believe it happened. Uh, it finally did. I was, <laughs> I, I was pretty convinced. I don't know. I thought, I think good odds. And it all worked out. Yeah. It's just, it's surreal though, to even be recording this podcast, like what, three years later ish. Yeah. Three yeah. And a half. Yeah. yeah. I think we only hunted two, but you, you definitely started three years ago, right? Yeah. hunted two and then scouted the year before. Remember you sent me that Colorado yeah, <laughs> first yeah. solo backpacking trip. So uh yeah to be recording this three years later is insane awesome it's a cool uh it's a cool beginning and a start beginning at the same time and sorry a cool end and a beginning at the same time we're like yes it's the end of you getting your first elk in that three-year period but i don't i feel like it's just the beginning of you oh my getting gosh. elk so oh my gosh uh, yeah it's, it's a cool start yeah i can't wait for next year <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> well some of the things you saw even I'm like, Ooh, how do I go up there and hunt that? Um, yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of good stuff to come. Yeah. Yeah. So we ended last episode with you and your bull, our pack out. And uh, yep. yeah, it's funny. Meat's still at the butcher. <laughs> yeah, it. it is. We, uh, <laughs> this is recording this in October and I've got to go get the meat still. So we'll see how that goes down. But, uh, yeah, well, we, what happened? You actually went, so that was the first weekend. We, everything's done Monday night go back and then you actually had thursday or friday off so you went back up on a thursday night if i remember right yep the next week so yeah rested up for four or five days didn't really exercise at all i just like just rested yeah, from yeah, that pack out on your body that that weekend uh and then yeah thursday evening i got out there and then got out there too late to hunt that evening so just had dinner hung out with uh d and and another buddy out there and for the evening and then i just got up early and i basically did a morning hunt and an evening hunt and then another morning hunt and then we went out together after that on yeah. our trip so yeah the and you never you never saw stuff in the morning hunts really right so the morning hunt i went way back way high um and then got to this back bowl and i actually saw a spike and a cow together mm. oh, yeah. way yeah. back left and so that was, I got pretty excited. I mean, I ranged and it, the spike in the cow were probably like, I don't know, maybe like 300 yards away from me, but I had to drop down into an area and then up to the other hillside. Yep. And the wind was a little, it wasn't consistent at all. Um, and I think I just rushed it. I, I, I slowly went down to the bottom and the wind was okay for a little bit. Then it would not be okay for like a quick second. Then it'd be okay again. And I think eventually I probably got too close to it where yeah. the wind shifted. They probably spooked. I couldn't see them at that point. And I just slowly like made my way to where they were and then dropped down, looked at the whole area. They were nowhere to be found at that point. Gone. Well, um, the irony is that was the same area you ended up. If I remember it, correct? <laughs> yeah. That's been, yeah. Uh, that's been like the honey hole for years. And uh, I have a lot of photos. I don't really do Instagram anymore for a lot of reasons, but I think I, a lot of the photos up on there of me like sitting two or 300 yards from elk are all right where you saw those they're all always kind of right over there right 
So I don't know if that counts as an encounter or not, but I got pretty excited that I went out there and got yeah. to see, got to find them. At least I knew where they were. Um, and that was a big morning. Just that was a big hike. Yeah. Back. Um, and so I rested a little bit in the afternoon and then the evening I went, I stayed low, um, and I went back, right. And, uh, it's, that's the night we got rained on. Remember I should do the videos. Oh with, yeah. With dumped thunderstorm. Absolutely and, dumped that night. And that was the night we, we were trying to come up. We'll tell our, my story in a minute before we talk about ours, but yeah, you got nailed. Yeah. It was raining hard and a lot of thunder. So that hunt, mostly I just stay under a tree, trying not to get wet. <laughs> um, and actually that, that proves your point about the, uh, rain gear i mean i didn't yeah. have any rain gear you just sit on stand under a tree and you're totally fine and it was yeah. raining hard, i was gonna say so. that's that is literally the hardest one of the three times i've ever seen it rain that hard in the west um ever yeah. and uh if you can do that without rain gear you are set but I, that's honestly that's the kind of thing that i would i would sit that out because you're not hunting elk in that you know what i mean they're they're yeah they're not up in that sort of stuff that's like can't see a hundred yards kind of rain yeah we, we had gotten out there or i had gotten out there and it it was totally fine it was just cloudy and then <laughs> yeah and maybe a mile or two out there then it started just pouring and then it stopped and then i kept going a little farther out and then no more rain i came back didn't see anything didn't hear anything i cow called a little bit like every mm -hmm. now and then i would call and then i would like switch position just in case they came into the call yeah but nothing came in nice. um so that was the evening. Yep. Yeah. And then the I next think. morning I hunted low. Remember the, yeah, you uh, went way low. Yeah. Way low. Like this area pretty much right off the trail where people drive by that. I don't think anyone just walks into. Yeah. And we've seen cows like cross the, all the, the time road. across around over there. Yeah. 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 And so I was like, you know what? It's like right here. I might as well just give it a shot. Yep. And I had, I think I had 10 days off like consecutively in, including yeah. week weekends. And so I was like, okay, I'll just give this one a shot. Like down here. If I, I mean, if I shoot one, we could drive up to it and pack out. It's like a hundred yards or yeah. hundred yards or something. But, uh, yeah, I walked all morning around there. Didn't see anything. Um, my knee was actually a little bit tweaked, uh, still yeah. the previous pack out. But so I was a little concerned about that. I remember it's getting a little you, chillier, but yeah, you, you did like a, you're talking about an interesting thing there, which is kind of like staggering it a bit, you know, which is, Hey, I went big one day. You can't go big every day. Right. Right. Then like, that's what training is. What guys don't realize is like, anyone can go big for two or three days, but then you're just completely trashed. So like, no matter how fit you are, you kind of have to make the call as to like how tired you are. And I think that was a really good play where you still had really good odds of getting on an elk. Like, I honestly think there's tons of them in there. Did you see any sign at any point in there? No fresh sign. No fresh sign. Yeah. yeah, we've we've literally jumped, met multiple cows driving by there many, many years in a row. Mm -hmm. So it's one of those little out of the way areas that I know people just don't hunt. Um, yeah, so that's, that's, that's is the place to go. But yeah, it's a smart call because you got to rest up and kind of still have odds of getting something. Yeah. And that's a good tip. I remember actually um, that you brought up the very first time I I asked you about elk hunting, um, like, and then you went on. You started diagramming, drawing on the post-it notes. Yeah. You remember in the office? In oh yeah, San Francisco. It was Friday. Baxter was like, "It's five p.m. on a Friday." Uh, Josh, what do you want to talk about? Yeah. Or, and I was like, elk hunting. <laughs> yeah. And you drew, drew out this diagram of all these trails and kind of like the strategy around it. And I I don't remember everything specifically, but mm -hmm. the feeling I got from that that I do remember is that. You kind of want to be in places where it's like not 
you, you want to look at the groups of hunters. Some people are hunting really close, like within a mile of the trail. Then other people are going way out, like the five, six miles. Then there's like yep. this middle area that everyone kind of skips over. Yeah. And that spot, I, I feel like it's kind of one of those little middle area spots. Totally. Yeah. No, it was, it's elk. Uh, if there's habitat in areas they want to be, the only thing that limits them is whether humans are there or not. And so I think everyone for some reason thinks that's all way high and way over here, but like, there's lots of places like that where it literally might get 50 guys driving by in a day, but no one ever actually hunts it. Yeah. You know, there's just a magic area where and so you could be at 300 yards from a, you know, I don't think they want to hang out there forever, but like that area in the morning and the evening, you could be 300 yards from a trail and we're hundred yards from a trail and they're all in there. Yeah. So, and we saw a funky thing this year with the, the dry, the ultra dry year. I think we talked a little bit about this last time, but they, uh, they definitely came down to eat at the willows. Cause I think all the grass had dried out. So really the only thing left for them to eat that was green were willows by creeks. So I think it was a good play, especially knowing what was going on this year. Yeah. And yeah. Are, isn't it true? Some people, they hunt like on the side of highways and stuff that just, Oh like, yeah. No one parks there and goes totally. Into- yeah. I mean, if you think about it, there's highway segments where you can't park for like four miles. And if you had a buddy drop you off two miles into that and hike up the side of a mountain, mm-hmm. you are two miles from anyone yet right next to a road. Right. Yeah. And like, I guarantee no humans hunted there. Like it just, I mean, it, this knowledge is getting out there and like people know it and we're saying it's so people are going to do it. And like, it's that, this, that era is going to close eventually, but like just get gritty and think about where the elk are and the people aren't like, yeah stop i mean i've had that same thing you know with birds <laughs> i don't talk much about it and where but like I've, I've hunted birds in places you're like what and had really good luck yeah yeah, yeah we, we, had some good luck. Luck. we had some good luck a couple weeks ago or, yeah yeah <laughs> we ain't gonna talk about that but you know it's good it's good uh, but yeah. uh what was i was gonna say so yeah that was one of those places where it's like hey no one's going here might as well give it a shot it's a little bit yeah. easier of a hike uh but yeah no no luck and then you got in the night before, but it was yeah. raining, raining too hard or something, right? So we we came in Friday night, mm-hmm. but it ended up being later than we thought because we were picking up the RV, renting it, and getting to where we we're going. And we we got to up to the the dirt road, and I won't say too much about it, just from you know where we are and that sort of thing. But I just didn't feel comfortable driving up a with that volume of water mm-hmm. in that short a period of time. I. I was not that comfortable driving up a dirt road like that. So I was like, okay, I'm not going to do it. So we just camped down um, near where we came in and just hung out there and decided we'd drive in the next morning. So we, yeah, we drove up Saturday morning. I think it was mm-hmm. yeah, all three of us, baby, mama, me, yeah. and uh, got up there. And then that was when you had done your solo hike and you were doing the morning evening thing. And she was hunting. Um, and honestly, like I said, since they were so low this year, uh, I just, we were very intentional in not spooking them out of that area the week, you know, the four or five days before, mm-hmm. uh, cause we learned like it just takes, just took two days. There were two groups of them down low or two areas were hunting down low. And all it took was like two encounters with each of those groups and they were gone for good, which we'll talk about later in the week. But, um, so yeah, we just, I was first one, the first morning or two, I was evening and morning. I was with her and then, so we're now up to what Saturday or Sunday. I think Sunday was when we went together. Right. I think we went, oh, did we not go Saturday? Oh, so Saturday evening, I must have hunted somewhere was, else. Yeah, you were, you went somewhere else. Um, I think these oh, things yes. are. Oh, yes, I remember now. I remember yeah. now. Yeah. The important part is it's sa- Sunday, Saturday night. We were going to hunt this other area or loop back. 
me back up here. We were going to do a two or three day hunt, probably two day hunt and end up where we ended up going for years. Mm-hmm. But I went up Saturday night when you were out and went up, drove up to an area I could glass and glassed over there and saw a bunch of elk. Mm. Remember that? I saw like eight or nine or one was oh, like, yeah, yeah, 20 yeah. elk. I think it was a yeah, lot. I think I remember I like, this. Oh, they're all right there. And they're going over this little ridge to the right. Yeah, mm. And so then the next day, you know, I'll let you fill in what you did in the intern. But the next day when we were thinking about where to go, that played a really big role. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Saturday night, I went way down the middle. Remember I stayed out there till dark. Yeah, that's true. Yeah. Yeah. And I didn't see anything. Um, but yeah, I just, yep. I went way back, not super high, but to this meadow area where yep. they probably would funnel down all the sides of the mountains through that spot. Yeah. So, and then I just, I just sat there basically. Um, yeah in some dark trees and just just waited and then as it started to get a little bit darker almost mm-hmm. maybe 30 minutes before last last light i started cow calling a little bit um, yeah. but yeah at this point still hadn't heard any bugles yet and uh i didn't see any fresh sign in that area but yeah. uh that was my first hike out alone in pitch black uh this last season mm-hmm. which actually was a good exercise i uh I learned the lesson of like backtracking <laughs> yeah. when, you, when you lose the trail. I used to just be like, get panicky and like, just, oh, I think it's here. Like, it's got to be here. But instead, just like, all right, trail's gone. Let me just back up. Yep. Find the trail again. And then, so I did that a few times, but uh, made it back. Yeah. Made it back. Well, well, those trails all look so, so different when uh, at night yeah. versus the day. It's really hard to find, mm-hmm. find the trails for sure. Um, one really good tip on that. I don't think I told you this when we were there, but if you grab your, the problem with, so during the day, you've got light source coming from the side mm-hmm. or above you or something, but at some angle that's not right behind your head. Mm-hmm. And at night, you've got the the uh, the light coming straight between your eyes. So you have no definition on contour or ledges or like little divots or anything like that, right? Yeah. So that basically means that like everything looks flat. Uh, and so if you do lose a trail, you're trying to find a trail at night. One of the best things you can do is pull your headlamp off your head and put it on the ground oh. pointing sideways, because then it'll like make all those like little divots and impressions. And usually the trail itself will light up because it's going to have a dark, you know, it's going to be a shadow oh. where, the, where the trail is. So it's, sometimes it's a really helpful tactic. You don't have to even like set it on the ground. You can just hold yeah. it in your hand and like from the side down, you know, uh, it's really, really helpful. Oh, interesting. Trade yeah, yeah. Trade. Yeah, I never thought about that one. Yeah, so I've done that a few times. When I'm like, ah, oh, crud, I lost it. Because you almost always know generally where you lost it. So I'll run back to that point and then do that. Like, ah, oh, there it is. Yeah, um, yeah. And that was that was one thing I learned this year compared to last year. Just how to operate in no country. <laughs> just <yeah>. some basic things. <laughs> patience, patience, yeah, patience. Patience. That has been the whole theme this last year. Panic kills. Um, yeah, yeah. So yeah, that was that night. And then the next morning, I think I, I hunted down low somewhere as well. I didn't, yeah, didn't see anything. Didn't see anything. But yeah, it was so then it was what Sunday. And I think I'd I'd gotten Margaret into a spot or two close by camp. I was like, okay, this is where you're going. Um and so she was she was happy to go do that. And then I was like, Cool, I'm gonna go go do a day with you. And I think I think I gave you the decision. Remember, I said, Hey, we were originally gonna head up here and loop back to where I saw those elk, but mm-hmm. I saw those elk. What do you want to do? You just want to go straight, straight up to where they are. Or you want to go loop. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think you, you, 
went back and forth, back and forth. And you're like, yeah, we just go straight up to them, right? Yeah, yeah. I think what made me choose to go straight up to them is because I saw that spike in cow back there. Mm. Um, yeah. Yeah. And also probably the, yeah, yeah. If if they're there, they're there. I was like, let's just go. <laughs> yeah, let's go do it. <laughs> let's go and, get them. And little um, did we know how, how spot on that assessment was. <laughs> I think that's the hardest thing about elk hunting sometimes is like things seem so simple and obvious that sometimes you second guess yourself you're like like for me down as glassing i was like it looks like they're going over that little ridge right mm-hmm. uh, and like yeah they were right over that ridge you, know, it's, <laughs> right. you just gotta uh, people listening to this are probably like yeah no duh man but i'm like for example i'm glassing something two miles away and i can barely see it and all i see is just the, the 10 feet of direction they they're moving through the one little meadow i caught them in um and i'm like well if i know from experience if they're going right there they probably go over the ridge so i didn't see them go over the ridge or see them like walking up a trail but i saw them moving that direction mm-hmm. and i'm like huh it's really weird that they would go that direction from that little meadow because everything else in that valley is the other way um and so it's just trusting the little intuitions in your brain and knowing the area well that like really pays off so yeah so we uh so yeah we just like what we hiked back up to where that was and uh I'll give this, I'll set the stage and then you, you talk about the actors, <laughs> mm-hmm. but, uh, we walked up and, um, we've just, we've learned over time that people can still figure out things from a podcast. We have to be in vague, but basically when we get near this area, there's one little Valley you go through and then you go over into another Valley over this spine and the Valley before it, I've never ever seen an elk in, even though it looks really good, but, um, I was, we were being good little boy scouts. And when we came over the little tiny nook to get into that first valley remember i was like we should just be slow and look because yeah. also that was where i thought they might be mm-hmm. and uh and that was pretty freaking hilarious remember that it, yep. it was like it's <laughs> you and i both were like elk and uh and i'm like there's three of them and you're like he's huge and i was like what do you mean like i'm like no like they don't that dude dick josh you don't be an idiot you don't like there's no horns on that elk and you're like no and he's like you're like no 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 it's like looking at it. it's, it's sitting down it's huge and i'm like no, they're up there and they're feeding away from us. And, and it's cows. Uh, You're like cows. three cows right there. <laughs> yeah. And so it took us a minute to figure it out, but basically we'd spotted two different, I mean, they're all part of the same group, but they were probably what, three or 400 yards apart. They were mm-hmm. a long ways apart. Yeah. Um, so it was, it was went from like long, heavy hike to uh, like game on very, very quick. And that was what, like 12 or one in the afternoon, right? Yeah. I think it was one o'clock and yeah, you were like the three cows are right there. And I couldn't see, I didn't even see the cows. I was like, dude, that bull is giant. He's just bedded staring right at us. Yeah. And uh, that was pretty exciting. It was a huge six by six bull, which was monster monster. So cool to see. And uh, yeah. yeah. And actually leading up to this hike, uh, all my solo hikes, I, there were points where I was getting a little bit discouraged. I was like, oh man, I've not even seen anything like it my knees yeah. getting a little tweaky i'm a little tired i think it was just getting tired in general spending you know more days more days out out there yep. um and then we did this long hike i was like all right like now we're gonna go camp out here so that that's where my mindset was at at that point but uh yeah. once i saw that pull, <laughs> everything changes so quick <laughs> so quick but that yeah. was i mean that's uh i've seen very big ones before that one was toad i mean that's that was like elk tips touching butt yeah antler tips touching butt kind of elk it was uh and it was so we were you know down at the very pointy end of this little valley right and it's basically widens as it goes up and he was sitting 
in a little meadow. What was that? 600 yards, if I remember? Uh, eight, 800. 800 yards up from us on the side, just sitting there happy as could be right in the middle of a little meadow, which is so weird to see at one o'clock in the afternoon, not in the trees or anything. Yeah, just right in the sun. And uh, he looked like he was kind of old. Like he wasn't like yeah. still in his prime, maybe a little bit after his prime, but yeah. Apple. Totally. So then you sit down, you're like, all right, cool. I'm gonna, you set up your tripod, glass. Yeah, well, this is this is that funny moment we referenced the other time where I'm like, I'm tagged out. I'm having a good time. Mm-hmm. I literally was just like, oh, yeah, sweet. Like I'm going to drop my pack. I'm going to lean back. Got my <laughs> tripod set up. Watch this bull. Like, have a good time, Josh. And you're, yeah. I can tell you were like, <gasps> yeah, I was, I was like, like all right, I'm going to go kill this kill this bull. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you were, you were wound up for sure. Yeah, I was pretty excited. And so uh, I start creeping up to it going on the left side of the valley because there's a lot of trees over there. And the wind's good. You know, the wind's, wind's good. Yeah, coming sideways, I think. Yeah. Um, and so. Yeah, I go from tree to tree, just slowly creeping up to it. I get to about 400 yards. Um, mm-hmm. And at this, no, maybe about two, 300 yards away. No, sorry. I, I, we started at 800. When I get to like maybe 600, it yeah. gets up out of it. Stood up. Yeah. Just walking around. I'm staying still. I'm pretty sure wind feels good. It didn't spook, but it just starts walking around a little bit. So now I just got to make sure I can still see where he is. Is he looking? And then I get to about 400 yards away. And he's standing there behind some trees. And then I just feel a gust like change. And I just, it's just strong when uh, I feel yeah. on the back of my neck going, going straight in that direction. And I'm like, oh no, like I don't, I'm 400 yards away. I don't know if that's far enough. And then I just see them all just look up and then they didn't hard spook. No one ran. They just kind of mm-hmm. started walking away and all the cows and started walking away. And then that big bull and one cow, they just slowly walk over the ridge like this. Basically, we can Vertical. see our horizon. <laughs> yeah. To the, yeah. To the left, the highest peak on the left, they just go straight, straight to up and over. <laughs> well, like it was, it was, it was crazy because I was sitting there watching. And I knew where you generally were, but I obviously couldn't see you. Some in, in, 800 yards could take you 20 minutes. It's a long way. And I was trying to, I was like, run, run until you get close and then slow down. But it, there were patches where he could have seen you, so you definitely had to sneak through them. Um, but I remember he just started, when he got up, he's meandering, and then there was a point where he just started kind of running. And I, it was that, like you said, it was kind of a casual run. So it was like, oh, did he just kind of freak out that his cows were alone and he's got to run over there and check them out? Uh, and then I also had this moment of like, did Josh shoot him? Like, you know, like looking at the his sides, like, show me red, show me red. Um, so I definitely had like a little emotional whirlwind there like what's going on and then yeah it was so sad to see but it was one of the coolest things you always forget just how amazing the animals are and then i mean it, he went up well i think it was probably 50 degrees 45 I mean, it was steep 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 and he didn't even break a sweat straight up the side of it a thousand straight, over a thousand feet yeah, just, whoop, yeah. right up no big just deal right to the peak too like right yep. to the steepest part they don't care at all they're just yeah they're just going um, but not running, just kind of trotting, you know, yeah, walking up, walking, trotting, yeah. yeah, taking a pause every now and then. And then they walked over, and then I walked back over to where you were at, and we, we, were, I was pretty tired at this point um, in the trip. Uh, yeah. It's been a few days, and so we decided to just refuel, eat, yeah. take a little nap, get filter water, and I don't know if it was like what two o'clock, two thirty at this point, maybe something like that. Yeah. And so we took a little nap, <laughs> which was very much needed for me. 
Yeah. Um, and then we hike over that ridge, basically. Well, not that exact part yeah, of the ridge. A little lower down, but yeah. But he, he went over the ridge to where you'd seen the other ones, where I saw the ones the previous night with the glass. You know, he, he went back to the area that traditionally I've always found them and known where they are. Like that's one of my honey holes for sure. And so I'm like, he's probably going to hang up in there. Mm-hmm. So it was, the thought was, let him go. You know, don't run after him right now. Like we got all the time in the world. Uh, just chill. And then we just slowly hiked up to the, the top there right we just kind of i think it was like three-ish when we got up to the that ridge looking into the other big valley yeah we got to that spine uh that you mentioned earlier and now we're glassing in there and then boom we see we did we see him uh i don't i don't think we We saw saw him we started seeing elk everywhere it was um, cows first well we saw cows in the little the little green cp that ended up being in Mm-hmm. Um, I think we saw two or three, and then we saw two or three cows. No, we saw those two or three cows in that seep. Then they went down to the the middle. Remember that? Yeah, like downhill. Mm-hmm. Looked back up there, and like a bunch more cows popped out up there. Like whoa! And then I looked across, and we saw a whole other group of ten or twelve cows across the valley. Yeah, so we saw like three distinct groups of elk pretty quick, mm-hmm. like within a minute or two. I'm like wow, okay, we came to the right area. Yeah, and then we heard the bugle. Yep. So at that yeah. point we were looking at the cows in that little seat kind of up the way. And we heard that, heard the first bugle and we're like, well, here we go. <laughs> yeah. They're here. And then we saw, I thought we saw that big bull or we saw another, another bull. bull. And yeah. then we saw a five by five and then we saw a spike in there and then other cows are kind of popping in and out. So they were all in there. Yeah. We were pretty stoked. And then we had to make a game plan. Yeah. Well, it was so funny because it was that other bull was big. I mean, that was a solid, it wasn't a giant five by five, like the one I shot last year, like a, just a weird anomaly of a five by five, but it was like a solid five by five. Yeah. If I remember the branch, the branch on it was probably like two or three feet, two feet, something like that. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It, looked it, big, it, for sure. it was it not like a solid, yeah. solid below. Yeah. It wasn't like a satellite. It was like just the other side of uh, raghorn for sure. Yeah. Like it was no longer a raghorn. So it was very weird to see him and that one hanging out together. Mm-hmm. They clearly were not in the rut that hard i feel like the big ones are super smart like that though they really know when to go and when not to and he was clearly just kind of like because remember the five by five was was rutting yeah she was nosing cows around and kind of neck out and like he was acting ruddy remember that a little saw bit him, saw him do that once or twice he was mm-hmm. acting ruddy and all the cows were like just get what the hell get away from me yeah and the big six by six just sitting in his little wall he's like i don't yeah he's bedded there whatever <laughs> Like, don't yeah you're an idiot go waste all your energy yeah um, but then we had to make the play which is this is probably the play that that the whole thing rested on honestly yeah this was a gnarly play but it was a good play <laughs> yeah because they were if you look down into this bowl they were like not at the bottom of the bowl they were on the opposite side of the bowl and yeah, so basically in the middle of it up at the top right it's like if you were looking up if you put your face your palms together and then your pinkies together that makes a bowl right and uh they were like kind of right where you're like just below the middle knuckle of where your pinky met just right in the middle of the bowl yeah yeah on the other side yep yep and then so we could either drop down on them and then go up towards them yeah that's one option we were looking at but then well the wind was coming right to left kind of yeah so we were, we were like, like kind of from uh, behind us a little bit so it was like gonna go yeah so we could yeah we could either drop down the bowl and go over to the left side and try to come around them golly remember we did that last we did year. that last year brutal it brutal it takes way longer than you think there's it's super thick 
yeah, it's just gonna be loud. And so another option was like, or <laughs> yeah, we could traverse this rim of the bowl on the right side and go all the way to the other side of the bowl on this crazy scree, super steep, no elderly open, yeah, fully exposed in the sun. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. just traverse that rim and then drop down on him from the other side. Yeah, I and think we so, debated that for like 30 minutes. And I think where I was like, we finally was like, I think we just got to do it. Like, we just got to go. Yeah. And then we it's figured, if we were, you know, we had that A squared plus B squared equals C squared power. <laughs> First time the Pythagorean theorem has been used to kill an elk. <laughs> we were, yeah, because we had ranged them. And so, the, so again, visualizing that bowl, remember we, the wind was kind of coming from right to left. It was more kind of going away from us right to left. Mm-hmm. But I had this, the whole theory of like doing this thing on the right was like, yes, the wind's kind of going from there to them. But like, Mm -hmm. if we pass five or 600 yards away from them, that doesn't really matter because we'll just only be in their cone of scent for maybe two or three minutes and five or 600 yards is a long way. And it's kind of, we'd be higher than they were. So remember we got in this giant, like, not not an argument, like discussion of trying to figure out like how far that traverse was from the elk. (laughs) yeah exactly and what was it i was like and i was like well we know the distance we know how far it is to that because we could laze that and we could laze the elk and we're like but then we don't know the third side of the triangle and you're like oh isn't it a squared plus b squared equals c squared and i was like oh, we don't have a 90 degree angle and it was like, it was so funny because we knew oh, like gosh. the elk was like what 600 something yeah and then we arranged that part of the that traverse that part yep. that got close to them and it was like 400 or something like that yeah so we knew 600 and 400 but we didn't know that third part of the angle and then i was yep. like yeah you were like doesn't one have to be 90 to do that or we couldn't High figure school, out exactly middle school geography geometry <laughs> i can't remember so we uh, just tried it on our calculators we did and, and it uh, actually ended up being fairly <laughs> fairly close if i remember it was like it said like 400 yards or something like that i think it was that. like 450 or 500 430 yeah i don't remember exactly the numbers but when we got to that part of, well then we start traversing and uh, yeah we're like, so then we just said let's do this yeah. yeah and that traverse was was gnarly gnarly yeah i slipped Not, a couple of times yeah yeah our shadows what sucked about that traverse is like we're in the sun and it's what three o'clock four o'clock sun's at a low angle and yeah lines are just huge on the side of this mountain on scree so it's these huge black lines just moving across the mountain and all they have to do is look up our direction they'll they'll see us right there on the mountain yeah i think that's why it was gnarly there's only one or two points where i was like oh this is physical physically dangerous but the rest of it was just like you're on softball sized rocks in the open and i had i guess the theory when i was like let's when I was like fully convinced we should do it is I thought that once we got about halfway across it, they wouldn't be able to see us. But right. for some reason, those angles just kept opening up. And like you said, we were probably four or 500 yards from them for a, wow, 10 minutes in the open, just open, yep, dead open and right across the valley. So they just look up, they would have seen it, but they were all, you know, the wind from that angle was fine. We kind of made it past that point, the wind point mm-hmm. around there. And then uh, they were just all so busy feeding that, we just we kind of you know did a little bit of tag teaming. We kind of like one of us would look and the other would move, and yeah, kind of were smart about it. And yeah, and that and, really uh, that really reinforced the whole. If you're not within 200 yards, you can kind of get away with murder. They don't they, smell you. Uh, yeah, if they yeah if they don't smell you. They they were just happened to all be angled like the opposite direction, feeding yeah. in the opposite direction, which you know perfect like is a part of this. So 
yeah definitely lucky there uh one lesson i learned there is um i was like the cover and move idea <laughs> yeah military yeah. i think i think that could be a good way to do that where like one person moves while the other person watches then yep. the other person when you get there you stop you start watching i get to where you are then you go forward and so one yep. person's always watching at the same time and can like whisper like stop stop you know yeah yeah where you just use the hand signals like we were doing where it's like oh, right the hand open and the second you see something you close it because it's yeah. pretty easy to watch the other person as they go ahead and then you just follow them and um it's yeah because if you're not moving i don't i still don't think even at that range they'd really freak out because we had stuff behind us even though we were in wide open scree field yeah we've got camo on us in our backpacks yeah like if we were dead still. if we just stopped i think we'd be fine right um but yeah it was and i think the crux part of that is you know as you got towards the head of the valley where they were mm -hmm. remember there was that one shoot like we yeah, came yeah. the whole field we could see but we couldn't see this avalanche shoot Mm -hmm. that shoot was steep that was that was like a hey if you fall you're, you're probably gonna roll 100 yards and get really hurt kind yeah. of thing like yeah. that was a very gnarly mm -hmm. shoot i had a thought there i was like "Ooh, this is like you cannot fall here <laughs> yeah especially going off the shoot then onto the hill like that yeah. little yeah. section was Oof. super steep super dirt like just slippery not yeah fun stuff and with a lot of weight in your pack too it was yeah it was Oh yeah, we had our full packs. <laughs> full packs on everything. Yep, yep. Um, so yeah, it all worked out. I mean, we got it was a little sketchy. The first bit in the woods, too, if I remember, was like they could kind of see in there, but eventually we just broke into like a little mellower train and we went all the way up around behind him onto the saddle at the top yeah, of that bowl. Remember? Way above him. Mm -hmm. All the way around him. All the way. And then we just dropped all our stuff right there. Yeah, I remember that moment we dropped our packs and you I, I remember very clearly you gave really good instructions which was like hey look they're, they're there the wind is perfect it's coming oh, yeah. uphill it's, gently uphill not solid not, yeah solid wind too it, it was not that area is so fluky and generally fluky but it was solid it was like yeah. not it had been that way for like an hour i was like this mm -hmm. is you don't get these opportunities this is perfect yeah and at that point what time was it maybe 4 30 something like that 35 five, yeah, five. Early, yeah i think it was five yeah so i was getting a little nervous that maybe the wind will shift but that's probably all that afternoon heat like the sun was yeah. still out like wind coming uphill and uh i remember and i really appreciate the uh the direction there was hey just take a second you know like if you need some water get some water if you need to eat a yeah. little bit eat a little bit like you want to just put eat. your jacket on yeah 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 get your mid layer on knock an arrow and then take a couple minutes and then when you're ready we'll we'll start stocking down and you said you'll stay a hundred yards behind me and if something goes wrong you'll start cow calling and that was yep. the game plan it was yeah and that was that was kind of it because we were probably only three or four hundred yards from at that point when we dropped everything and like we yeah it was not that far down to him so it was like from minute one you were walking very slow yep because we also didn't know that green patch goes up that little the little creek goes up that area and we knew that they were on it but down low and they'd been feeding that way so like they could have fed up to within 100 yards of us yeah while we and there was there. and there was that spike we saw up high kind of doing its own yep. thing so it was like you know they could be anywhere around there anywhere. so now i just start walking and i'm just trying to keep every step silent you know no stepping on pine cones or anything and you just keep going 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 and we go what is it 200 yards 300 before I, you see me just freeze do you remember i think it was probably about 200 something yards yeah it okay. was uh we were it was getting to the point where i'd expected them to move a little more than that and i was already i was getting a little tweaky 
Cause I was mm-hmm. trying, you know, it's probably 60 to hundred yards behind you at any given time, just where I could basically see you. Yeah. Um, cause like we talked about with the doorway concept, like I was, I was staying at the doorway that could see you barely on the other side of the room. Right. Like, right. Right. Just so that anything that would see me would have to be where you were standing where you were. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I remember I was getting a little nervous and I was kind of like mentally like Josh, slow down. Like, like because we're like way in the red zone. I'm like, we are far deeper in here than I thought before you would see something. Mm. Um, and you, I think it was that one kind of got you mid step if I remember. Right. Yeah. So I was, I was walking and then I, I froze because I saw a cow through a hole, like in these bushes, maybe 70 yards. Yeah. Something like that to my left. And it was, it was, it looked just like a hole in this thick stuff. And I just saw the cow's head and like the top of its body a little bit, just staring at me, got me pinned. Yeah. So I, I just froze there. I was in the shade and we just stared at each other for maybe a minute or maybe two. It was and a while. Then, yeah. yeah. It was maybe even three. I, I don't know. I'm watching you and I'm like, oh crap. He definitely sees something that sees him. Yeah. And so then she just turns her head, pauses for a sec and just like walks off. So yep. I was like, right, okay. And then I walk another maybe 50 yards or so. Oh, at this point, you were like, you were kind of, there are like these two meadows running parallel to each other. They're probably about 20, 30 yards wide, and there's a row of trees. Mm-hmm. And I, the one on the other side of those trees, you'd stopped on the side of the one to the right. And then mm-hmm. the one on the other side of the trees is the one we'd glassed them in. Like we knew they were in there. Remember? Yeah. Like, yeah, yeah, so yeah. They're like in this freaking thing. And, yep. And this is hard. Like this is the, some of the hardest stuff in elk hunting. Like stalking in on a group of, yeah. you don't know how, how many elk. That's what I kept telling you is, that, dude, you got to be so careful because it's like they, there's eyes everywhere, and you don't know where the eyes are. It's freaking hard. And so I'm like, everything in my brain's going, holy crud! Like I thought, I thought we'd pick off one random straggler before now. I'm, I'm oh. I was very, very worried because I'm like, when you go through those trees, we know for a fact there's ten or twelve in there. So like, good luck. Wow. I didn't even know you were thinking that. So that's the difference between an experienced hunter and inexperienced. For me, I was thinking I could hear the bugle hundred yards away. So I'm like, okay, the bull's there. And I was just slowly making my way to the bull. And yeah, I just got tunnel vision, even though I knew I shouldn't get tunnel vision. I still got so easy to do. So easy to do. Yeah. Yeah. Dang. I didn't even know you were thinking that. (laughs) So yeah, I got, I walk another 50, 60 yards going kind of towards that meadow that you're talking about that opening yeah. and then i feel the wind just gust i mean just just gently on the back of my neck the like only the, one we felt the entire night even after yeah. not, not another whiff yeah. was perfect and i just feel this gentle little wind go their way and then it just switches right back it's just like normal again instant switch and then i just hear them thump, 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 thump. but it was like someone let loose a cow gate it was like it was like tons of things running yeah and then i look at you i point to my nose and i make this running motion with my arms like they smelled me they ran you know we're not making yeah. noise i'm just kind of like they, they ran and then i remember you being like ah oh, damn let's just keep going and then you start cow calling yeah i think i looked at you and i was like just go like i just like yeah. you know go for it and uh we both started running forward we kind of got separated you went in you know probably another 100 yards and i probably went 50 but then i couldn't really see you for a minute yeah um but i instantly started cow calling you know like just like you know what's going on like yeah i'm spooked too and then i hear me 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 yeah me running through the woods so i i freeze 
Yep. And then out through the uh, just straight to me, this little calf <laughs> runs right up to yeah. me, staring at me like five, maybe seven yards away from me, just so close I can almost slap its face like shit and just looking at me, 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 me. And I'm like, what the? I'm frozen there. I don't want to spook it. I, I don't know how to act these little calves around. So yeah, I'm like, get out of here. I'm, I'm not your mom. Like, just. And then he runs around this little tree. Uh, and that's what kind of came into me. Yeah. What, I remember a little, then yeah, it goes right to you. Even before that, I think you would, we, you'd talk to me. Like you'd come back to me. We'd come back to me and you'd be like, oh, I think we busted him. And I was like, just go, like, oh, let's go, let's keep going. Yeah. And that was when you ran up there. And then I started making lost calf cows calls and then, you know, cow calls and then lost calf calls. So I'm like, I want to pretend like I'm a bunch of lost elk trying to find the group. And that was when, when you ran up. And I kind of lost you. And that was when that calf came in. Yeah. And uh, he I came right by you. I like, didn't know where you were, but I knew generally where you were. And I looked up and he's like standing right there. I'm like, what? Next to me, right? And I've got this amazing, I remember I had this thought in my head. I was like, Josh, no, don't shoot. Because <laughs> I was just like, I mean, it's legal. It's fine. But I'm like, and I didn't think you would, but I was like, I mean, it's standing. I know it's standing within five or 10 yards of him. Like, mm-hmm. like it doesn't get any better than that and i'm like don't do it yeah, <laughs> part of me was like, like i don't care but i was kind of like uh, i don't know yeah i was like there's no way i'm shooting yeah <laughs> and then and so then when i kept calling at that point it came into me i mean it, i have video where it came in mm-hmm. i got video of it like 10 or 20 yards away there's a period where it came into like five or 10 yards like looking around a bush at me yeah and yeah. i'm i had to, i'm like trying to thread the line of like get out of here but I also don't want to spook it hard because then right. I would ruin anything else. So I'm kind of like making little motions to try to freak it out. It like would run three feet and turn around and look at me. <laughs> they had to keep calling, right? To keep the yeah the, the scene alive. And uh, it was super funny. And then I'll, I'll tell my part until I get to you. But okay. So there's a bunch of, it was pretty open glades, right? Um, like these patches of trees and there's a big patch in front of me. I'm standing in the little kind of creek area they were. In and you went kind of through this patch up to the right. It's a big open patch. There's just these big open patches everywhere. And uh, I kind of get through playing with this calf. I'm still doing this. And I got one comeback from the bull. And I'm like, should I try to bugle the bull? I'm like, nah, he's old. He's not going to. So I'm still kind of making these calls. But at this point, even I'm like, yeah, okay, this is over. Like, it's, you know, we got to run up there to this bull and then try to get him to come in. Like, we got to get closer. And so I like walk up to you. Um, and I'm, I'll, I'll stop when I get to the critical part, but I'm like walking, literally just like full on walking towards you around this patch of trees and I'm looking at you and you kind of freeze. And so I like get to within, I'm like 20 yards from you and I kind of stop like, Whoa, what the hell, what's going on? And then I see you frozen looking left. And I'm like, oh. so I like run back mm-hmm. like 10 or 20 yards. Cause I'm like, something's up. Uh, so I run back 10 or 20 yards and start calling again. And then this is where you definitely take over. Yeah. So. I was frozen because, well, when the calf ran away, um, when we weren't sure to like, not to hard speak, but so we saw the calf run away and I'm looking down left and I see this open meadow area and these like groups, two groups of trees and this gap between the two. And I'm looking down, I'm like, if any elk are coming back from that, that herd, maybe there's going to be one cross this meadow area. And and that's my perfect shooting lane. So I start making my way down there as soon as that calf left. And within a few steps, I just hear some crunching from the group of trees behind that thick group of trees to the right. Yeah. Right behind, basically heading into that open area. And so I, I put my release on my 
bow. I hadn't even ranged that meadow yet. I put that release on my bow and then bam, like within seconds out walks this spike bull just looked to me like perfectly broadside. And he walks, I don't know, two, three steps right in the middle of that gap, perfectly open and just looks straight at me. <laughs> and yep. I was stuck there in the sun. And that's when Baxter saw me just frozen there. Yep. And I'm like, this is just like last year when the elk was just staring straight at me. I can't do anything. And so he's staring at me, staring at me. And I just, I'm like, but, but the difference is this year, what'd you do? You got everything set up real quick. Yeah. I had my, I had my release on the first thing you did was like arrow in, knock your thing up, release on. Yeah. And then it happens. So now you're in a good spot. Yeah. And I had my, yeah, I had my release on and then, um, he's looking at me and he just turns his head the other direction for a moment and turns his head back. But in that moment is when I drew back when he was facing the opposite way. So I draw back, he turns right at me, facing me again. And now I'm just at full draw. And in my head, I had already said, this is probably 40 yards when I saw the meadow. Mm -hmm. So I put my 40 yard pin, he's facing left. I put my 40 yard pin pretty much right behind the shoulder blade, but then up a little bit to like mid body. So the first third of that animal middle and then in terms of top bottom middle but like behind the shoulder blade yeah. and i remember my heart beating and i had visualized this moment so many times for you know it's been three years been visualizing this moment and remembering to visualize how my heart would be racing and it's you know it's hilarious every time i visualize this the elk was facing right and I noticed that a week before our hunt. And I said, mm-hmm. I need to start doing it with the elk facing left. And he was facing left. <laughs> That's how it goes. It's so weird. And then I put my 40-yard pin right there. And I just slowly pulled. Shot broke. Felt good. And I just hear it. Boom. Hit him. And then he stumbles a little bit. Takes a few steps back. A few steps forward. So, And he's just kind of like unaware of what's going on. So I just knock another arrow and I draw back again, put my 40 on it again, boom, shoot again. It goes way low, way under him. Yep. And then he just, bam, runs off to Gone. the right. Um, but actually, I wanted to share your experience while you were watching. Yeah, well, it, was, it was so funny because, you know, like I said, I ran back and I'm, what's going on? And like, we'd gone through so much. It'd been like, well, we almost got this one today. And then, oh, we did this. We're going to do this miracle traverse. I'm like, holy moly, it panned out. This might work out. To then like oh this is this might not work and i'm like oh but i think i can call one in and then when that cow kind of the cow spooked i'm like oh dang it like come on we'll, yeah. we'll go get them but then to like see you do that i'm like oh my gosh like it's there's a, like something's there and then uh and then when you so when you drew the bow i was like no <laughs> i was like no 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 there's no way and then uh you drew it and so i'm kind of almost standing off to the side of you but i've got trees to my left so i can't really see what's out there Mm-hmm. Um, and so I hear, I like see you shoot it, and I'm like, oh, he shot. And uh, but I hear the arrow going away, and it was it ended up being 55 yards. Like that's 50. That's my only spoiler alert for the the time, right? But like 50 yards. You, but yeah. 50, yeah. yeah. But it, that's a long way for an arrow to go. Mm-hmm. So when you shot, I heard that. Whoosh, I was like, oh crap, he missed it. And then right when I thought you missed it, boom, I heard it flack. Yeah, I was like, "Oh, we freaking hit one!" <laughs> um, and I was so jazzed in the moment, but I was also like, "Uh oh!" Like I had this instant like double reaction where I was like, "Awesome!" But I was like, "Uh oh, we are like way back here." <laughs> this is gonna be insane. Um, yeah. So I literally movie. thought that, and then I saw you draw again. I was like, "Oh, he's got another shot!" Um, but I, I heard that one hit the ground. You could definitely yeah. hear that one like twang out. Yeah. At that point. 
but yeah, what a roller coaster. I mean, we had the perfect setup coming down. Wind was great. And then yeah. we all just stampede away and like, oh no. Then a calf just, you know, kind of pulls our attention. Yeah. Calf's gone a few steps later. Boom. He's right there. You see me draw back. It just happened so fast. So fast. And uh yeah. So <laughs> and then you got my second shot on video. And then I did. You had time up to pull to out the other. camera and just like I was like, oh, I'm gonna catch this moment. Why not? Yeah. And yeah. As I pulled up the cam, you started drawing back the second time. I was like, no, no way. And then we walk up together. And I remember the first thing you said to me was like, did you shoot a cow? And I was like, no, I shot a spike. And you're like, you shot a spike. <laughs> I was so happy. Cool. I was like, yeah, it was like, not only did you get, did you get a little tiny set of horns, but I was like, oh, that's going to be so much easier to pack out. <laughs> <laughs> but it was just so cool. And then, yeah. man, it was just, then you, you asked me how it went. And I, I told, explained the whole thing. Yep. We marked my spot immediately where I was. I ranged it. I was like, oh, it was 50. I shot for 40. Yeah. I, I felt like I had hit it just mid-body. I was like, I don't know what happened. It just happened so yeah. fast. I distinctly remember that because that was a lot of our decisions there. Cause it was like six something, I think, when you we don't have to look at the photos, but it was right around six. So we only had an hour or two to dark. Mm -hmm. So it was like, so what are we doing here? Are we staying down here for you know 20 minutes and then going up on this thing? Are we I remember you were pretty convinced you felt like you'd hit it mid body front to back and mid body top to bottom. Yeah. I just thought I hit it straight middle of the whole thing. Yeah. I, I don't know. I just couldn't really tell. And yeah. So we and walked you, up. That was the information we had, right? It was just like, that's, that's what you feel, you know? Yeah. The, the hard and thing is if you make a good shot like that at that distance, like you probably weren't watching the arrow super closely because you're yeah. focused on holding the pin instead of like dropping the bow and looking. Yep. So yep. Yeah. Yeah. I just, as soon as the shot broke, I, I, yeah, just didn't know what to even look at, but, yeah. uh, I just think I was looking at him, but, um, yeah. then we slowly walk up to where the arrow is. We find the arrow. It has good blood on it, but not yeah. great. And then I smell it and man, it smells like guts and then a little smell, no blood. Like, I mean, a little bit of blood, but not like the kind of good blood you normally yeah. get. Well, if I remember there was, there was definitely blood on it. So it wasn't oh, like blood on the arrow. I mean, on the yeah, ground, it wasn't, it wasn't like a big blood trail or anything. No, no, it was definitely, there were two things we knew instantly. One is that you'd hit something pretty vital because there were definitely blood on it, mm -hmm. and like a decent amount of it. But like you said, there's that smell of guts. So it was like, hmm, this is, yeah. I think we were both kind of like, I don't know about this. Yeah. Um, and, and also I think at that point we figured out we like reverse range where you were, we're like, Ooh, that was further than you thought. Yep, it was 50 and then yeah yeah it was 607 yeah. p.m that video but uh go. yeah so then we decide to back up go yeah. back set up camp we found the tracks so i was like let's find the tracks where he was standing mm -hmm. we got those and because in idaho 90 percent of the time you're not even trailing blood so even if it does bleed it just soaks in you can't find it so it's yeah. like, let's find the tracks and then and we're then like cool let's mark them and go yeah, we go back, we set up camp, which is good. Kept me all distracted. I was getting all set up, eating, drinking water. And we decided to give it about an hour and a half because when he stumbled, he did not look like he was in good shape. I was like, he was stumbling. And yeah, so give him an hour and a half. We had two very competing things going on. One was like your assessment that it wasn't like a perfect or a great lung shot. Mm -hmm. Then we had blood on the arrow. And then we also had you saying he stumbled, which is like a pretty good sign usually that they, you know, if you gut shoot him, they'll usually just run. Mm -hmm. but if he's got a little stumble in it, that's usually a pretty good hit. Uh, so it was like this weird, I think we were both kept going back and forth. And I was like, oh, let's just play it safe and like go back up to the pack, set up camp. Well, it was like an hour and a half ish. Yeah. Um, and we headed back down, right? And we 
we found the print. Obviously, we'd found the prints really quick. And then uh, you were you were doing the first time I shot an elk thing, and you were super excited, and you like went running down. <laughs> yeah, I was like, I saw yeah. tracks. I mean, there's tracks everywhere, and I was like, oh, yeah. there's tracks down left here, and I just kept going, boom, 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 well, yep. way down left. I just kept thinking I was gonna see him at any moment. Didn't see him at yeah. all. And you're like, Josh, Josh, slow down. Like, uh, hold up, buddy. <laughs> yeah, rope it in. So I was yeah. like, it was after a bit. Well, I think I was with you, and I was just kind of following you, and. Yeah, there definitely were tracks going that way, but uh, after maybe 150 yards, it was like, I'm not, I'm very not convinced this is yeah. these tracks and yeah, what's going on here. So, so at that point it was like, okay, stop, stop, stop all the way back to the beginning. Let's do the like walk three steps, find the next. Yeah. Uh, so we did all that. And then we go down to like, so we could find the tracks and then we've gone right, left. Right. And then when we found the tracks, it started looking like he was going to the right. Right. Yeah. Yeah. And then you, you were just pointing out one at a time, one at a time, yeah. just going real slow. And so I was following you this time. We go really slow. What do we do? We make it 50 yards, 60 yards. And then yep. we just hear him jump out of bed and, and he just sprints. And then we, we, we see, we go maybe take a few steps in that direction. We see his bed. There's some blood, but after that, no more blood, like not very much at all. So, and now to be continued. <laughs> we yeah. I mean, I think we got to break it up into two pieces, but I think that was the, that was very much the low point again, where it was like, oh my gosh, we gave it an hour and a half. I was pretty convinced with the hit and what was going on, the stumble, the blood. I was like, he's probably gonna be dead. An hour and a half is a long time. We don't want to wait overnight because I thought our odds of finding him were better when the tracks were fresh. And yeah, it was just, that was a real bad moment. That yeah, like, when he uh, ran, that was the, definitely the low moment of the whole, the whole trip. Yeah, because I was, I think you felt pretty optimistic. But at that point, I went, "Oh man, 50-50, You know, like mm -hmm. to find this elk because that's a, that's that's a brutal one. That's um, like the worst thing that can happen. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. So we're gonna leave people on a little bit of a cliffhanger on this one, uh, but we'll we will get the next one out as soon as we possibly can. Yeah, but what a roller coaster. I mean from seeing that big bull to losing that big bull to then seeing the group to then losing the group to then shooting one and yeah. then bumping him jumping him bumping out of bed him. yeah that so, was a, that was a long walk back up to camp for sure yeah a lot of highs and a lot of lows and uh yeah we'll pick this one up on the next one we really want to give the full story justice in each part so we will catch you on the next one